It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Thursday episode of the Locked On Thunder podcast. I am your very gracious and humble host, Eric G. Very honored to be joining you today. So pull up a chair, sit down, relax, or maybe in your car. I just want to take your mind off all the work, everything that ails you today, and talk a little Oklahoma City Thunder basketball with you for the next few minutes. And if you don't know who I am, I always like to introduce myself before every podcast, especially if you're new to Locked on Thunder. I have a guy that has been in radio for over 20 years. I've worked here in the Oklahoma City market for about four years, hosting a daily talk show and then doing mainly Thunder post games, some Thunder pre-games. I've had the privilege and the honor of covering the Oklahoma City Thunder for the past five seasons. I am a Thunder fan. I work for Thunder Digest and host a weekly podcast there called the G League, which you should check out this week. I will retweet that at G-E-E-H-S-O. Did it with Chuck Cheney. It was a lot of fun, and we just talk a lot of NBA there, so that that's what I do. And today I was at shoot-around. I'm usually at every home game. I go inside the locker room and do my best to convey the message that the players, the coaches, and the front office are trying to give to you and the fan, and then I give you my opinions on what's going on with the Oklahoma City Thunder. And today, we've got a really fun podcast for you because we're going to continue our Russell Westbrook talk in segment number one. Plus, we'll give you an update on Paul George and Steven Adams as far as can they go tomorrow night against the Los Angeles Clippers. Carmelo Anthony is shooting about 47% or a little over 47% from beyond the arc in the last five games. So what changed? Carmelo Anthony will tell us that. And then in segment number three, we will dedicate it completely to the NCAA tournament. Carmelo Anthony will talk about playing against Nick Collison in the 2003 NCAA Finals and how he still gives Nick a hard time for that. Also, Melo will respond to Jimmy Butler saying that he hadn't played for Syracuse in 30 years. And then Billy Donovan will talk about something I've often wondered about, which is in a one-and-done situation and the NCAA tournament being so important to college basketball fans and administrators alike, how fair is it to really judge coaches on an NCAA tournament record? It's one and done, neutral courts, you're unfamiliar with the referees, you're playing at times you don't normally play at. There's a lot of factors that go into that, so we will get Billy Donovan's comments on that as well. Now, I like to do this before we get into every show because I'm very proud to be a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, which is daily podcast every day. For all NBA teams and all NFL teams, we even have your Locked On NBA podcast, which is national, the Locked On NFL. We've got Locked On NFL Draft. It's just a very good product. So I will tell you that if you have a business, and especially if you're targeting men between the ages of 18 and 44, 
We've got you covered on this because 98% of the people who listen to this podcast are men. 80% of those are between the age of 18 and 44, and we have very reasonable rates. So give our good friend David Locke, that's D-Locke, D-L-O-C-K-E, at gmail.com. Shoot him an email. Find out how awesome our network is because don't just take my word for it. Take it from the guy that started the network. He will tell you how awesome it is and then he will tell you how you can get in very inexpensively and make a lot of money off the Locked On Podcast Network. We want to help your business and obviously we want you to help us. So David Locke, D-Locke, D-L-O-C-K-E at gmail.com. Segment number one. Paul George and Steven Adams both practiced today, but they didn't necessarily go through the physical rigors that you would normally go through on an off-day practice day. But why take it from me? Here's Billy Donovan explaining everything Paul George and Steven Adams went through and whether or not they can go tomorrow night against the Clippers. Both he and Paul uh, were, were limited. They were out there. They did some stuff, but they didn't do everything. How do you I mean, feel you about have a- I was going to say, how do you feel about them for tomorrow night? I don't, I don't, I'll probably find out a little bit more tomorrow after shoot-around to see if they're able to go through shoot-arounds tomorrow. Well, they did some stuff today, but not everything. When you say limited, you mean non, just non-contact? Yeah, I mean, they did, they did shooting, did some work, things that we were walking through there on the court, but the things that were contact, those guys were not out there for that. Obviously, we'll have more on their status after shoot-around coming up on tomorrow's podcast and hopefully for Steven Adams he can go tomorrow night I wouldn't have a problem sitting him out one more night letting Dakari Johnson after dealing with a guy like Deadman, now letting him go deal with DeAndre Jordan as well and let Steven Adams get healthy as the Thunder try and gear up and make a run towards the postseason as far as, far as Paul George goes I wouldn't necessarily have a problem sitting him out either. The problem with sitting Paul George out is he's starting to get things going shooting-wise. And for a guy who's been off since the All-Star break, off meaning not quite himself, I'd like to see him get more reps, see him be able to stay in rhythm and be able to contribute to this team. Because as I said yesterday, referring back to yesterday's podcast, I really feel there's an on and off switch with the Oklahoma City Thunder And the fact that now you've got 11 straight games with teams over 500 that are going to push Oklahoma City, they can go into the playoffs charging. And especially if they can get that four seed, which they were at yesterday, and have home court advantage for that first round of the playoffs, we could start to see Oklahoma City become that team we think they are and maybe possibly be the most dangerous team in the NBA playoffs. Speaking of dangerous, Russell Westbrook is always dangerous on all different facets or all different fronts. And he had his 100th triple-double. He recorded that against the Atlanta Hawks. And all we did really yesterday on the podcast was celebrate Russell Westbrook as well we should. I put him down as the GOAT, the greatest Thunder of all time. Now, that is still debatable because there are those out there that will say it's Kevin Durant. They might do so begrudgingly because of how Durant stabbed this fan base in the back by going to Golden State. But Russell Westbrook, even if he's not the greatest Thunder of all time, even if it is Kevin Durant, and even if somehow James Harden proves to be the best of all three of the the original big three, Russell Westbrook is the star that Oklahoma City deserves. He's the star that the state of Oklahoma not only wants, but needs. And here's the reason why. If you think back 
to whom all we have put on a pedestal here in Oklahoma. Guys, especially if you're an Oklahoma fan, an OU football fan, if you think about the guys that we have put on a pedestal here, we like guys who are cocky. Russell Westbrook is definitely cocky. Now, he's not as braggadocious as a Brian Bosworth. We've also often liked guys that might have a little, oh, might be a little unethical from time to time. So that puts Barry Switzer on a pedestal. Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield, definitely cocky. Baker Mayfield is that guy, and I know you've heard this said a thousand times before, so make it a thousand one. If he's playing for your team, you absolutely love him. If he's playing against you, you absolutely hate him. And that's the category that Russell Westbrook falls into. While his skills may be appreciated by NBA fans all over the league, and while commentators may appreciate it, there are those that just cannot stand Russell Westbrook because of his annex, because he's a guy that complains to the ref, because he always looks mad. And then after the game, when the media ask him questions, Russell Westbrook has a tendency to be very evasive, but he's perfect. He is so perfect for for what Thunder fans are and where they've come from. Now, maybe if you root for Oklahoma State, you might not feel that way. Although Mike Gundy, Mike Gundy was cocky when he played quarterback for OSU, and he's certainly cocky now as a coach. At least I think he's cocky, but that's not always a bad thing. Saying somebody's cocky or arrogant means, in my opinion in sports, that they reek of confidence. And I would rather have my superstar reek of confidence and believe he can carry a team to a championship or do anything possibly on the court humanly imaginable or unimaginable and a guy that honestly thinks he's the best versus a guy that may come across as a little bit too humble. Quiet confidence is great, but you know when a guy comes across as a little too humble... That's a guy you become unsure of. And certainly we are not at all unsure of Russell Westbrook and what he's capable of doing for this organization. I don't know if Russell Westbrook will ever win a championship and quite frankly, I don't care. As long as he produces for the Oklahoma City Thunder, as long as he keeps them entertaining and more importantly, on a national scale, keeps the Oklahoma City Thunder relevant, I'm happy. I'm, I'm good with that. I, I would love nothing more than to see a championship for this organization and a championship for this fan base, but it'll never be the end-all, be-all for me. I can't go there just because I've watched too many teams win championships that probably shouldn't have in certain sports, and when you see how quickly the dynamic can shift, especially in the day and age of the banana boat, you know nothing's guaranteed. You know nothing's guaranteed. And if every year the Thunder win and every year the Thunder are going to the playoffs and at least giving us hope, that's better than what a lot of other fan bases have had to deal with over the last 10 seasons. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I am Eric G. Coming up next, what has changed about Carmelo Anthony's shooting over what has he changed in his game to, to give himself more success Beyond the Arc, well, Carmelo will tell us next. You're listening to the Locked on Thunder podcast, part of the Locked on Network, your team every day. Want to give a shout out? This is Jake from Locked on. 
Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Barea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Barea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Barea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Out here to our good friends at mybookie.ag. That's right, mybookie.ag can help you out now as the madness of March has started. And whether you're a big college basketball fan or not, if you would like to make a boatload of money, then you should do so betting on my bookie. If you're sick and tired of getting the runaround, when you're asking for your payout, it's not going to happen at my bookie. That's why I recommend them. All you have to do is log on to mybookie.ag and enter the promo code LOCKEDONNBA. If you do that and join my bookie now, they will match your first deposit with a 50% bonus. You can also even you can also even enter for a chance to win their million-dollar bracket challenge. So visit mybookie.ag today, play, win, and get paid. Or play, win, and get paid. Yeah, that works for you. Welcome back to the Locked on Thunder podcast. I'm Eric G. Carmelo Anthony is shooting 47% from beyond the arc in the last five games. And all we've done on this podcast for about three straight days now is talking about whether or not Carmelo Anthony still needs to be in the starting lineup for the Oklahoma City Thunder. I say yes, and I have no problem admitting to you that at this point, Carmelo Anthony is my favorite player on this team. He and Raymond Felton both, and it's not just because they're good in media scrums, but I've just always liked Carmelo Anthony. And I've always felt like he's a guy that that never really got his due. I mean, you talk about Russell Westbrook not getting his due, I think Carmelo gets a bad rap. Well, Carmelo... Since the talk of moving him to the bench and putting Patrick Patterson in the starting position is cranking it out now. And he had a 6 of 11 night against Atlanta, a 5 of 7 night against the Sacramento Kings. So automatically what we assume is that because you've gone from not being so good to being really good, there must have been a major adjustment in what you're doing shooting-wise. Carmelo Anthony tells us what he's doing differently. Yeah, I just, I mean, just... Working, doing the same thing I've been doing, and taking the shots. And, uh, they they going in for me. I don't think I'm doing anything different. Uh, I think my teammates are doing a you know a better job of uh, finding me in, in, in those spots. And um, it's a matter of just making the shots and staying with it, and you know continue being confident and taking the same shots that I've been taking all year and, and making them at this point. Yeah, I had a feeling he'd say that too because I was thinking back to Paul George a couple of nights ago after the Sacramento game telling us that neither he or Carmelo Anthony really worry about their shooting percentage. And it's the least of their concerns. They just want the team to win. And and I'm sure there is an element of truth in that statement 
and what Carmelo Anthony is saying there. But you can't tell me guys who make millions of dollars and who are considered to be shooters and or scorers, depending on which one they are, and have bonuses tied to it, don't look at that, don't think about it, and don't stress and don't stress about it. And part of the problem with both Carmelo Anthony and Paul George is that once this starts weighing on them, they tighten up. Ball gets a little heavier, basket gets a little smaller, and I don't know what they've done to loosen up. And that might have been the better question to ask Carmelo Anthony today is, is how are you loosening up? You know, what took all that weight off your shoulder? Because he doesn't look as tight as he has in in the last few games. And neither does Paul George. They look like they're out there flowing freely. And a lot of it has to do with Sacramento packing the paint, opening things up for shooters. But I have a feeling that both of them, there's something that definitely changed in order to bring them success. Yesterday on the podcast, we talked about some of the significant moments in Thunder history to go along with Russell Westbrook's 100th triple-double. And I started thinking about some of the... I don't want to say less significant moments, but I started, but some of Sam Presti's not so good moves, and and I admit, I think Sam Presti's done a good job here as GM of the Oklahoma City Thunder. He's won a lot of basketball games and kept this team going to the playoffs for quite some time. And aside from injury, they they would have had a streak since what? You go back to about 2011? It was 2009? Yeah, the 2009-2010 season, if not for Kevin Durant's injury, that streak's unbroken as far as going to the playoffs. Well, enough of me screwing up dates. When it comes to some of the bad moves that Sam Presti made, here are the ones that I wrote down. I think Mitch McGarry certainly falls into the top five. I don't know where you'd rank it, but you get this guy as a a first-round draft pick. You bring him in, can't get right, battles drugs, does your team no good, plays maybe one or two good games his entire career here in Oklahoma City and gets suspended and eventually just leads to the point where you've got to wash your hands of him. The Kyle Singler contract, although it seems to go without saying, you're going to pay a guy $4 million a year or whatever it is you're paying Kyle Singler, that's a lot of money for a dude to be inactive. And I... Yes, I was one that thought when you signed Kyle Singler, it probably wasn't going to be that bad of a signing, but certainly it turned out to be a lot different. And then your number one for me, and I'm not doing these in any particular order, but if you're looking at one, the number one bad move, it would be the signing of Ronnie Price because it's two years, $5 million, and that guy never played a single game for the Oklahoma City Thunder, $5 million down the drain. The NCAA tournament's going on. Find out what Carmelo Anthony had to say in response to Jimmy Butler's tweet here on the Locked on Thunder podcast. Do yourself a favor. Go bet with mybookie.ag. They're good friends of ours. The Madness of March is going on right now. Lay down some money and score big on... The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked on NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. 
part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. College hoops, they're not going to give you the runaround. They'll pay out when you want it. Just enter the promo code LOCKEDONNBA. That's LOCKEDONNBA. Join now. My bookie will match your first deposit with a 50% bonus, and you can even enter for a chance to win their million-dollar bracket. That's my bookie. Let's get to this real quick. The NCAA tournament's going on. Syracuse, a big winner as they took down... Who did Syracuse? Oh, they took down Arizona State, which led Carmelo Anthony to give James Harden a hard time. And then that led to a response from Jimmy Butler saying Carmelo hadn't played at Syracuse in 30 years. Here's what Carmelo Anthony had to say about that today. What do you think about Jimmy Butler firing shots at you on Instagram? Jimmy be hating. He be hating. (laughs) He mad because Marquette is not in it. He bored right now, so what no, you no hard feelings. Of course, Carmelo Anthony and his Syracuse Orange won the 2003 NBA championship. They beat OU in the Elite Eight to get there. And then they knocked off Kansas in that game. It's a really tight game. 81 to 78, both these teams, 31 teams. Carmelo goes 21, or excuse me, 20 and 10 in that game. Nick Collison goes 19 and 21. Both of them tremendous college basketball players. And if you're wondering if Carmelo still talks about that game, well, he does. I think we asked you about this earlier in, in the season, in preseason, but as the season's gone on, have you and Nick been able to revisit that, that, that Kansas Syracuse? Yeah, I know that's a sore spot, man. <laughs> anytime a tournament comes up in Kansas, Syracuse comes up. You know, it's a, it's a sore spot. Uh, so I try not to bring it up too much. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I could just see the look on Nick's face when I talk about Syracuse in the, in the tournament. So I don't, I don't want to, I want to brag too much. And then, of course, I wanted to pick Billy Donovan's brain a little bit because the one and done situation in college basketball is very unfair to judge coaches on, especially if you're going to play a season that's over 30 games. I, for one, believe it should be overall body of work. That's how I would judge you if you're an AD. And if you're winning 20-plus games a year, I think you're doing a good job. Too many factors go into the NCAA tournament for me to let it be the end-all, be-all for your career or for even that season. Odd places, odd times, neutral courts, crowds not into it. You're not familiar with the referees. Does Billy Donovan agree with me? I've never really been a big believer of that. I think it's the totality of a season you know the unfortunate part is I think a lot of times conference championships have been really uh, diminished you know um, that's a big deal you know when you're competing in a major conference and you win a conference championship I think it's a big deal I think for the coaches and players that have got to go through um, a, a, a season Yeah, I had a feeling you might actually agree with me on that. That puts an end to this edition of Locked on Thunder. Thank you so much for joining me. Remember, for other episodes, you can log on to LockedOnThunder.com and hear all of them. Every single one of the episodes are on this. I'm Eric G. Thank you so much for joining me today. And I will close out with this because it's the NCAA tournament. I was trying to think of a good song to close out today. Um, You know what? I'm going to go off the beaten path. Normally, I quote Rush. I'm going to quote Metallica today and just do this. My body lies, but still I roam. Have a great day and go Thunder. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team 
every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.